You can select five pickums to 100x your payout on Underdog. And the best part is they have pickum insurance. So if you get four out of five, you still make money. Get pickum now with promo code Underworld. bigger ridiculous annoying spectacle of uh just an assault really it's it's assault because that's like the, the police are about to go you knock on my door right they're gonna haul me away this is assault on the senses this is an assault on the senses and uh your your auditory system is uh, damaged Probably after that, I understand it, and I apologize. I, I do apologize. It is my fault. I feel bad. I'm. I don't apologize a lot, but I, I do feel bad that I subject you all to this. Just as as your 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 the toll you have to pay in order to get the waiver wire picks every week. Like it's such a it's such a huge price to pay. It's crazy. It's a lot of fun, though. It's a lot of fun. Ooh, yeah. So, this week, we escaped the previous Sunday without a lot of injuries. So, this is good. This is good. This is not great for waiver wire content, but I'm really happy. We had very few running backs pick up injuries. Aaron Jones. So, we'll talk about one Kylan Hill in a minute. But not a lot of, uh, not a lot of injuries. Good, 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 and... And so it was great for the the overall health of the league and and the the you know, the, uh, the athletes continuing to you know avoid major injuries. We've had a few, couple weeks now where we've we've avoided some major injuries. It's very good. We've, we've got Christian McCaffrey is uh, you know producing at a super high level. He's avoided injury. That was uh, uh, supposedly impossible that he would avoid injury up to this point. But you know he's looking. It's we're very fortunate. To have very few options as fantasy gamers, but as the guy who creates content for the waiver wired show, it's not great. It's not great. It'd be a little bit easier if I had uh, some layups. So you got to get creative. Now, shockingly, there's about 35% of leagues have this is Rashad White rostered. I just, what? Rashad White? Is an all-purpose stud. Rashad White outrushed Leonard Fournette last week. Is that going to be the thing? Is that is that what it takes, really? Is that what it takes? It takes, like, outrushing Lenny, like, 27 yards to 18 yards. That's what it's going to take for your league mates to, or people in leagues that you're not in to finally wake up and go, yeah, I should probably pick up Rashad White. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's he's gonna be epic if he ever gets. He's he's the new Tony Pollard. Rashad White's the new Tony Pollard. Like if he gets the starting role, he's gonna be a top three back in the league that week. So just get him now. And and the three targets. He was three for three on his targets. Starting to cannibalize Leonard Fournette's targets. It's starting to be. If you have Leonard Fournette. Rashad White's getting a little bit annoying. I'm not worried about the carries. The carries don't annoy me, but the, some of those those targets should go to Leonard Fournette. Anyway, Leonard Fournette, the nice thing about him, he gives you those eight, nine target games. Now it's more like a six target game, and it's not as exciting. The upside's not there. So Rashad White's also suppressing Leonard Fournette's upside. So just, you know, get him. And, you know, I've already received comments Oh, great call on uh, Pacheco last week and the week before and the week before and the week before and going all the way back into the summer. You really fucked me on Pacheco. Did I? Did I really? Really? You, you, were, you, were, you were flying high and it was me with my Pacheco advice that really did you in. Is that really what happened? Is, really? Because I don't, I don't think that's what happened. I think the Pacheco has been a stash. I'm happy to have him. At no point do I look at my teams and go, oh, that would have been in first place if not for that Pacheco stash in, like, round 12. Or he gets somehow dropped, and you go pick him up, and you start him, and he's one of a lot of players that do nothing in a particular week where you're otherwise laid low by buys. Like, oh, I have have Chubb on a buy, and I have Pollard on a buy, so what am I going to do? I'm going to start Pacheco, and it doesn't work out. Why? Tennessee is a... A smothering front seven, and they were leading most of that game. So this was one of those rare games where Kansas City doesn't like to run the ball anyway, and they never run the ball when they're down. They just don't do it. They're analytically savvy. They get how running the ball saps your chances of winning. It decreases them. It's just just ask Tennessee. They're like, oh, we're just gonna hand it off to Derrick Henry. Uh, and guarantee the loss. That's basically what they did. They guaranteed, If they had given it to Malik Willis in the second half and said, go make some plays, they could have won that game. But they decided, no, 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 no. This is our identity, and we, you know, we, we need to milk clock and we keep the ball away from Patrick Mahomes at all costs. And the analytics people are like, no, man, that's not. No, please don't run the ball on third down. Please don't do that. That's not a good idea. Why? You're killing drives on purpose. Don't do that. Kansas City knows not to do that. But Kansas City still does have a running game. They still do run the ball 10 plus times per game. And Pacheco is the starter. And if I go back and look at what Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was doing in a limited role, through the first five weeks, he was putting up multiple touchdowns per week. That's what Isaiah Pacheco can give you when he faces soft run defenses, when they're up huge and there's a lot of positive game scripts. Just You haven't seen that since he was named the starter, and it's been two weeks. So just don't drop the feature back on the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, that backfield's a mess. Oh, you never know what's going to happen. Oh, it's a three-way committee. Oh, you'll, you'll never. Well, it, it, it was a committee when Edward Solaire was putting up all those fantasy points too. Like Edward Solaire was putting up 20 fantasy points on negative one rushing yards because they score a ton of points. There's plenty of points to go around in Kansas City. 
Some of them are going to go to the running back. Even though they don't run the ball a lot, some of them are going to go to the running back. It's better that than banking on Carolina, right? You ask most fantasy gamers, who would you rather have, Dante Foreman or Isaiah Pacheco? Most people go, oh, Foreman, Foreman. Really? Really? I would much rather have Pacheco because there is an offense that's going to regularly score points, whereas the Panthers cannot. So more often than not, you're going to look up and you're going to get 52 yards and no touchdowns and one catch from Dante Foreman. That's going to be a common line. And, and this is without Chuba Hubbard. What happens when Chuba Hubbard gets healthy and they realize, oh, yeah, Chuba Hubbard's just as good as a runner and better in the passing game, and he's younger and could be the future of our franchise at the running back position. Let's go ahead and just make sure we vet him fully, give him the maximum opportunity to show us what he could be. He's a 2,000-yard rusher at Oklahoma State. Dante Foreman rushed for a 2,000-yard season at Texas in the Big 12, and then Chuba Hubbard rushes for 2,000 yards at Oklahoma State. Matt, that's that's pretty amazing. That, that's pretty cool. So two Big 12 running backs with 2,000-yard seasons competing for touches on one of the worst offenses in the league, and one of those guys is going to be ranked ahead of Isaiah Pacheco for the rest of the season. Are you insane? Are you insane? But I guarantee the majority of people would rather have Foreman because, oh, they've, they've seen They got a big game a couple weeks ago. I've seen it. I haven't seen it with Pacheco. I got to see it. I got to see it to believe it. Well, Pacheco's better than Foreman in every way, and he's in an offense that's better in every way. So, yeah, I'm still putting in bids on Pacheco, hoping he's dropped. He's going to be dropped in even more leagues this week, and I'm going to pick him up in yet more leagues. I'm going to have even more Pacheco. I'm also picking up Hubbard. I think he's the starter in the second half for the Carolina Panthers. If it were me, and I'm in Panthers leadership, which would be depressing, but if it were me in Panthers leadership, I'd be like, okay, let's let Hubbard have the primary job and see what he can do. He at least has a true all-purpose skill set. He's not just a between-the-tackles slasher like Foreman. Jalen Warren is also available. Jalen Warren, like Rashad White, outproduced the primary back. That's unfair to Najee Harris. He's not a primary back in quotes. And I put the quotes up. He's not a primary. He's, Harris is the real, true primary back, but Warren would be good. He's one of the few one-for-one handcuff backs where you know should the starter miss games, it's going to be this guy getting a, a bell cow workload. That's Warren. That's Rashad White. It's just very few running backs like that. So keep stashing Jalen Warren. It's time for Kyron Williams. It's now or never for Kyron Williams. The, 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 the IR return window is up for Kyron Williams. Cam Akers is as dusty as I've ever seen. Cam Akers really over the top, right? You couldn't even draw this up in fiction. To the, the difference in yards per carry between Cam Akers and Darrell Henderson. It's not even believable. That's how dusty Cam Akers is. So given that and how fragile... Darrell Henderson is year in, year out. I'm I'm going to get Kyron Williams this week. Absolutely. And no one's paying attention to him. So you can get him for, you know, just a couple couple bucks in fab bidding. Tyrion Davis Price, TDP, is now the direct backup. No Jeff Wilson. He's gone. He's in Miami. Now it's Tyrion Davis Price. Day two pick. He at least has, you know, explosiveness between the tackles. He's not strong in the passing game. 
So he is the direct backup now in San Francisco to Christian McCaffrey's hamstring. It's just something to keep in mind. Now, Christian McCaffrey misses games. It's not just going to be Terry and Davis Price. There's going to be some Jordan Mason. There's going to be Marlon Mack. There's going to be weird, crazy. I don't know if it's Marlon Mack still on the team. I don't know. It's going to be other guys. It's going to be Marlon Mack-like characters, like a Kenyon Drake situation, that get picked up. And that will guarantee that it's not the Terry and Davis Price show. But I think he would start games without McCaffrey. That's the difference. Terry Davis Price, he's not in the same class as a Jalen Warren and a Rashad White, even though it is a run first offense, even though it's an efficient running game. These are reasons to to dabble. It's why I'd actually put a dollar bid out there on a Terry Davis Price as opposed to just waiting for waivers to run. Same with Kylan Hill. Kylan Hill is likely going to be the direct backup to. A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon, not a strong pass catcher, so he could easily be the satellite back and get 80% of the Aaron Jones role in Green Bay. Why not? I mean, Kylan Hill had games in college with 10-plus receptions. It's a thing that happened at Mississippi State. So I I think it's very possible that he has an impact. Aaron Jones did escape a season-ending injury, which is great. We talked about it. Awesome. But he's likely going to miss games. They say he's day-to-day, which means he's week-to-week. If it comes out he's week-to-week, then he's month-to-month. So my guess is uh, two games. Aaron Jones misses two games, right? Just like Chuba Hubbard. Remember Chuba Hubbard? I could have played. I could have come back in. He misses two games. Could be three. Same with Aaron Jones. Kylan Hill is, if you go to playerprofiler.com and you look at Kylan Hill and you click on the little menu bar next to go to, and you go to college stats, you can see, oh, this guy played in one game in his final year in college. And in that one game, well, three games, three games. Okay. Well, really two games. It was, it wasn't, it was really two games because he, he went out very early in the third game, 29 targets. Okay. 20. You're like, what? Yeah. In like one point in, what is it? In 2.2 games. Kylan Hill had 29 targets at Mississippi State in his final year. Just let that sink in. Let it sink in. Let it marinate around. Sink in there. If I'm going to throw the ball to a running back out of the backfield, it's going to be to Hill. It's not going to be to A.J. Dillon. I mean, A.J. Dillon, this is this week, his career is on the line, right? I mean, are you a good running back? Are you good at football? I want him to be. I want A.J. Dillon to be great. I really do. He's big and fast, and I love that. I love that. So I'm, 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 I'm hoping, but I'm also picking up Kylan Hill. It's a great name to, to, to monitor and stash Kylan Hill. Here's a list of names of running backs that I would stash in deeper leagues or even some shallow leagues because they're rostered in less than 50% of fantasy leagues. Madison's rostered in less than 50% of leagues. Zamir White would be a monster. Gainwell got the touchdown. Gainwell got some nice little bump in usage for Kenny Gainwell last week. That was great to see. James Cook. James Cook is lingering around. James Cook, is, is his role did not get reduced after they went out and traded for Naheem Hines, that they're going to ramp up Naheem Hines more. But James Cook, just if, if Hines or 
Singletary are injured. I think James Cook would be very interesting. Not as interesting as like Samaj P. Ryan. I mean, Samaj P. Ryan, Zamir White, Alexander Madison. These are guys that would actually be starting backs in relatively prolific offenses. Certainly Gainwell, certainly Madison, certainly P. Ryan. Zamir White, you know, what is the, this Raiders offense? It's, it's not, I wouldn't call it a great offense. It's a, an offense where they sometimes score a lot of points and otherwise suck. Is that good? I don't know. It's a very enigmatic offense that has some upside. That's what it is. That's the Raiders. That's the Raiders right there. I'm also stashing uh, Dontrell Hilliard. He'd be very interesting. Should Henry miss games? Still a believer in Justice Hill. Should Drake miss games? Though oh, Gus Edwards is coming back, so Hill is just it's slipping away from Justice Hill. I thought maybe, but uh, mm. Raheem Blackshear? Right, he got in there in the in an absolute blowout and got some carries and it took some passes and scored a touchdown. That was exciting. That was cool. Check him out on PlayerProfiler.com. He has a profile that's like similar to Kylan Hill. He's like small school Kylan Hill. Did he go to a small school? Oh man, I hope he did. I hope I'm not besmirching the reputation of Raheem Blackshear. Oh, I did. I did. He went to Virginia Tech. Mmm. Mm, sorry, sorry, Hokey fans. It's not a small school. It's a major conference school. It's a major program. God, that's a, that's so funny that I accidentally accused Virginia Tech of being a small school because they, I know that school in particular, they're very sensitive to this. They're like, no, we're a major program. Oh, no, no, yeah, we're a major, we're a threat, right? We need to be taken seriously. Right when we win games, it's because we our schedule. We always put tough games on the schedule. You know, you, we're Virginia Tech. Don't you dare call us a mid-major program or a or a, a non-major conference. That would that's blasphemy. Of all the schools, I would say that about. It's like I think they're the one of the most sensitive, very sensitive. Blackshear looking cool. I mean, incredible size, adjusted agility, and he, he's slick in the passing game. I like him. I like him. I like him, I like him, hate the situation, am not actively stashing him because it's the Panthers, okay? I'd much rather stash Samaj P. Ryan, even though Samaj P. Ryan's not as impressive, not as versatile, but he would move into the Joe Mixon role. The Joe Mixon role did pretty well last week, didn't it? Didn't it? 50 touchdowns in a game, isn't that a good, isn't that a good role? Pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. Now I'm finally able to fully express my excitement the top three waiver wire ads at wide receiver are all sick athletes. 90th percentile athletes. We're talking about Terrace Marshall. We're talking about Donovan Peoples-Jones again. And we're talking about Wandale Robinson again. And it's just one of those things where every week we just hammer on the same guys over and over and over again. You're like, well, you mentioned Rashad White before. Yeah, you've already mentioned Pacheco. We get it. I mean... We don't agree with you. We think this backfield's too confusing. And it's such a mess. And I can't deal with Pacheco. I don't know what he's going to do. What if the Chiefs are down at the half? They're not going to run. And we're, gonna, we're not going to see much of Pacheco. Oh, no. You're going to have a guy in your lineup that doesn't score a lot of points one week? Oh, that's crazy. That's such a shame. I can't believe you. How do you deal with that? Meanwhile, he has three touchdown upside. How many running backs actually have three touchdown upside? Not that many. Jalen Warren? No. 
Very, very few. Dante Foreman? No. Pacheco? Absolutely. I'm very sensitive about this Pacheco thing. I'm, I'm, I don't think most people in this audience could possibly understand how dug in I am on a guy like Pacheco. He's only a rookie. You have to understand. You're asking me, take the L on Pacheco. I get these comments like on TikTok. I get these comments like, take the L on Pacheco. Take the L on Pacheco? Do you realize how long you're going to have to wait? How I'm just going to run the clock out on Pacheco. You know a three-touchdown game's coming from Pacheco. It might not come this year. It might. I mean, it's going to come. And and I'll and I'll be right there waiting to victory lap. So no, you're you're so <laughs> you're you're so far from a time when you could ever expect me taking the L on Pacheco. No, I didn't take the L on Terrace Marshall either. It's like, well, Terrace Marshall's a rookie and didn't play the second half of his senior year, and that entire offense. You want to talk about you know situations that are a mess. What's messier than Carolina, right? So no, Terrace Marshall was a five-star recruit. He actually was a, a more decorated recruit than either Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson. He was a completely dominant playmaker in his final year at LSU before the injury. And now last week, he outproduces DJ Moore. And it's like, okay, is this the week that y'all finally listen to me on, 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 on Terrace Marshall? Really? I guess so. I, now I can feel it. Like, I can feel the momentum. I can feel everyone sort of waking up like, oh, I guess we should maybe think about picking up Terrace Marshall. Yeah, well, you don't listen to this show. You don't watch. You don't listen. You don't have player. Pro- Do you even play a profiler, bro? I mean, come on. And the same thing with Donovan Peoples-Jones. I mean, it is tiring like that I just talk in a loop. And I know I feel bad because you already have Donovan Peoples-Jones because you're in this audience. But he is technically the best wide receiver available in a lot of leagues because last week a bunch of people did pick up Terrace Marshall. Some of them actually dropped Donovan Peoples-Jones to pick up Terrace Marshall because of the bye week. So because of the bye week, Peoples-Jones, who has been efficient, who has been a downfield playmaker, commanding air yards with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback, and he's a couple weeks away from getting a massive quarterback upgrade in Deshaun Watson. And who are they facing this week? What is the game this week? Can, can anyone remember? What is there an interesting uh, potential shootout in Week 10? Let me think. Who Who is Donovan Peoples-Jones going to be? Oh, Oh, the Dolphins. Oh, the Dolphins. Let's see. How many, how many points did the Dolphins give up last week? Let's t- just bear with me, everybody. I'm new to this. I'm new. I don't do like a top 10 takeaway show where I have all this stuff committed to memory or anything. No, no, no. Oh, that's right. They gave up 32 points to the Bears. The Bears. The Bears scored 32 points. That never happens. But that's what happens when you face the Dolphins. It, they are they cure all your ills all the any any offense that is is sick or is experiencing some flu-like symptoms the cure is you go play the dolphins and it's not like cleveland's offense is bad anyway it's it's a, been a reasonably productive offense and now one of their big time playmakers is going to be 
in a shootout, and he's available in a lot of leagues. The vast majority of leagues, Donovan Peoples-Jones is available. He also has 90th percentile athleticism, including 100th percentile burst. I just love that. I love, yes, I understand. Athleticism matters more for running backs. That is true. That's not up for dispute. But it still matters for a wide receiver, right? When you watch certain players, wide receivers, making big plays in the NFL, whether it be going up and getting a pass in traffic or exploding past a defender after the catch, it's not a surprise that a Debo Samuel or a Tyree Kill have 90th percentile athleticism and that you just don't see the Jarvis Landrys of the world making many big plays, giving quarterbacks and offenses that additional boost. Typically, it's a Jamar Chase who is an impressive athlete. It just makes sense that athleticism would matter in athletics. Yes. Yes. Now, it's not the the single determining factor or as meaningful or predictive as it is with running backs, but it's certainly a big deal for wide receivers. And that, that I have to keep reinforcing this every week by putting the Donovan Peoples-Joneses and the Terrace Marshalls at the top of the waiver wire must-have list and talking about them on this show, so be it. Well, so be it. We'll keep preaching, right? We'll keep preaching. And, and the shame of it is, some of you, it feels like reruns. I get it. But there's going to be a couple people that are new to this, and they're like, oh, I wonder what this show is. This show looks interesting. This guy looks crazy. Why is he... Why is he... What is he doing at the beginning of that show? What is, and then, so they're just curious to see what the hell I'm trying to prove at the beginning of the show. And then they start to listen and they're like, oh, this is okay. Let's, let's, let's see what else he has to say. Next thing you know, oh, we have an athleticism snob on our hands. And, uh, that is, uh, equates to upside. Same with Wandale Robinson. Wandale Robinson. You forgot about him, right? Because he, he had the, the dud week. And the bye week, we love that. We love the dud week and the bye week, knowing that a guy is still penciled in as the primary option in the passing game. Now, maybe, you know, if, if it were me drawing up plays, I might look to Slayton first because he is an outside wide receiver and, and, and you'd want to maybe see if there's a big play there first and then immediately pivot, pivot to Wandale Robinson. What other options are there? Kadarius Tony gone. Okay. Tanner Hudson is, is, the, is the tight end. Okay, so just based on the law of the conservation of targets and the process of elimination, Wandale's going to have 10 target games this year, and he has incredible yards after the catch ability, showed that in college, was just an epic producer in college. He, he was the best wide receiver in college football last year. Just was it Chris Olave? No. Was it Drake London? No. Was it Garrett Wilson? No. Oh, was it Traylon Burks? No! The most dominant wide receiver in college football last year was Wandale Robinson, and he did it at a major conference program. Kentucky. It's a much bigger program than Virginia Tech. I don't think it is. Triggered! Virginia triggered! uh, Darius Slayton is also an option. So if Wandale's not available, you go with Slayton. They get the Texans. So you're just hoping that there's going to be some points scored in this game. Maybe there's a, one of these like a little little baby shootouts, right? The Texans have a weak secondary. So if there's a week to play Darius Slayton, it would be this week against the Texans. If you're not going to play him this week, don't pick him up, 
but Slayton's like a streaming option this week. Zay Jones a great streaming option too. I mean, they get Kansas City. And if Kansas City's going to throw, throw, throw and put up 30-plus points, well, Trevor Lawrence is going to have to throw, throw, throw. So Kansas City's going to tow Trevor Lawrence and that offense along with them and force the pass volume to go up. Every week, Zay Jones either gets a bunch of targets and is inefficient, or he doesn't get a bunch of targets and he is efficient, like last week, going 5 for 5. And then, you know, week before, he was 5 for 12. It's like, are you... what are are you ever going to get more than five catches in a game? He's very consistent. It's five receptions every week. But he's going to have that 12-target game where he actually secures 10 of those, and he's going to have a, a big spike week. So I think that there's a Zay Jones spike week coming. Why not Kansas City? Christian Watson's also in. Christian Watson, right? Who do we prefer? Do we do we like a Samore Torre? Or do we prefer Christian Watson? I'm like, okay, draft capital, uh, college resume, Athletic profile, Christian Watson, ding, ding, ding. They're going to have to play Christian Watson if they want to have a chance to win, especially no Aaron Jones either. So if you just imagine the total upside or athleticism that an offense can bring to the table, the Packers are truly pathetic. And it was Sammy Watkins. It's just not good, right? So you have Romeo Dubs, Dobbs, Dubs, Dobby Dubs. We have Dobby carted off, Aaron Jones, also carted off. Was he carted off? Was Aaron Jones carted off? I know it was a, a scare. It was scary. I don't know if a cart was involved. I didn't see the actual injury. We'll say he was carted off, right? If it's fake news and he wasn't carted off, he was just helped off and it was scary, then uh, you can, uh, you know, report me somehow. But Green Bay has to, you know, come to terms with the fact that they have this one athlete left and it's Christian Watson. You got to unleash him. And that's the only way this offense is going to be able to threaten defenses. So they, they got to do it. So I'm stashing Watson. I don't think you can play him unless you're desperate. But he's a great stash. Pure stash, though, I think I'd rather stash Khalil Shakir. Khalil Shakir is the ultimate handcuff wide receiver. So in Gabriel Davis, is anyone going to talk about that Gabriel Davis is disappointing? He hasn't been the superstar that was promised, especially after week one. Oh, wow. Did not produce in the regular season for two consecutive years, right? Khalil Shakir's role as a rookie has been greater, much more robust than Gabriel Davis's as a rookie. Not that Shakir's going to overtake him and supplant him this year. It's just interesting. He should be their third receiver. Shakir should be their third receiver. He deserves it, especially coming out of a bye. I'm very intrigued to see how they use Shakir. Very intrigued. Very. And I know they're not coming out of a bye, but it was a loss, right? It was a loss that was essentially a bye week. I mean, let's just pretend it was. Can, I think that's what Bills fans should do. Bills fans, that's the, that's what you need to do. That's the solution. If you're still depressed about what happened on Sunday, just pretend it was a bye week. That's okay. It's fine. Gabriel Davis got five targets, only caught two of them for 33 yards. But Isaiah McKenzie's back, and Jay Kumro is getting targets. And there, there was no Shakir. So I don't think they're going to play Shakir unless Diggs or Davis misses games. But if they do miss games, watch out. Watch out. They're going to have to go to Shakir because he actually has the playmaking ability, just like the Packers have to turn to Christian Watson. They got to do it. They got to do it. They got to do it. 
I'm still stashing Khalif Raymond. Certainly, Samore Torre is a, is a guy to stash as well. Khalif Raymond, right? There's, there, there's, he has secured that number two role, and it's just I th- we're gonna have a week. I just, just wait, just wait and see. Is it gonna be this week against the Bears? I don't know. I doubt it because it's on the road. If it were a home game against the Bears, maybe. Maybe. I'm also, you stash DJ Chark, right? DJ Chark's going to be back in a few weeks, and then he'll supplant Khalif Raymond. But you keep looking up at these big game totals, like 48, 50 game totals with the Lions, and you have Khalif Raymond as the number two option in the passing game without Hawkinson, without Swift. Raymond is the number two option. Really? Who else? Who else are they going to throw to? It's just interesting. It's just, I just want, for deep leaguers, who are trying to secure a long touchdown in a like a some deep flex play? I gotta just keep coming back, reminding you about Khalif Raymond. And when the hell's Jamison Williams gonna be back? I'm excited about Jamison Williams' return. Jamison Williams returning for the month of December to this offense could be cool. I haven't heard anything about it. I've been I keep searching the, the, the checking the news when, where, how Jamison Williams. Some people have had him stashed all year. That's just not smart. That's not smart. I mean, you could have been stashing Donovan Peoples-Jones. You could have been stashing Terrace Marshall. That's the trade-off. That's the opportunity cost of stashing Jamison Williams. Why I don't know why anyone was drafted. I didn't draft any Jamison Williams. He tore his ACL in 2022. You know that? Ridiculous. Top tight end streamers. It's got to be Dulcich. I'm going to talk to Cody Carpentier on the Mind of Mansion show in about five minutes. I'm going to start that show. And I'm going to ask him about Dulcich versus his mate. He loves Trey McBride. So we're going to ask him, you know, is Dulcich the, the tight end one from this class? Noah Fant was the leading receiver for the Seattle Seahawks last week. I know it was Arizona, but he is another big-time athletic playmaker who has deserved more routes, more targets because of his play. That eventually, the, There's eventually a rational personnel play calling that happens in the NFL. It happens a lot more slowly than we want it to, but you got to get out ahead of it. I'm getting out ahead of it with Fant. I'm getting out ahead of Justin Fields also. Because I think Justin Fields, especially when he's facing the Lions, that's going to help. But he's unlocked his rushing potential, and unlocking his passing potential is next. I'm excited for this guy. I mean, he is Michael Vick 2.0. Get out of here with these Lamar Jackson comps. The dude's Michael Vick, okay? And Michael Vick had a uh, a highly fantasy-relevant tight end named Algie Crumpler. So that's my comp for Cole Komet. He's Algie Crumpler, maybe, probably. But this is a great week to play Komet. Like, Komet's been forgotten about, right? I know he, you know, he, he flashed recently. I get it. And, and then maybe he resurrected some some hopes and dreams. and But I, I continue to see him on a lot of scrap heaps. So just go ahead and grab him. I mean, the problem is two touchdowns, right? Two touchdowns last week. That's going to get everyone's attention. 21 fantasy points! Oh! Right? But your hope is that your league mates view this as, oh, this is just, you know, a, a one-week situation the Bears are never going to score 32 points again. Komet just got lucky with two touchdowns. No, he had six targets. He said equal Chase Claypool's target share and just had two less than Darnell Mooney. So I am 
I'm in on Komet. I would uh, stream Komet over over everyone. In fact, that's what I'm going to say. That's going to be my hot take. It's not even hot because the guy had 20 plus fantasy points, but he's my number one streamer. I would stream him over Dulcich, Fant. I want Komet. I'm all in on this offense. I think this offense is 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 happening. I'm playing Mooney. Um, I'm not playing Claypool yet, but I believe that the next level, I know he keeps throwing for less than 200 yards, but the next level unlock that's coming for Justin Fields is one of these 250-yard passing games. That's coming, and you better have Mooney. You better have Komet. Trade for Mooney in leagues. Trade for Komet. Pick him up if he's available. Put that extra bid down on Komet to make sure you get him because it's, it's all happening. It's all happening. My uh, counterintuitive quarterback streamer this week is Brissett. For all the same reasons I love Donovan Peoples-Jones this week, I also think this is a, this is a week to get Brissett. He's a tactical scrambler. He has great weapons. Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones. That's like, what is that? that that's, that's, a, that's an above-average wide receiver duo. Got one of the better running games in the league. It's going to be a shootout against Miami. Love Brissett this week. And then you just go back to your... Your discount Konami QBs. If you're streaming quarterback Daniel Jones, Marcus Mariota, always a great option. And that is Waiver Wired. Because oh, they, they've seen they got a big game a couple weeks ago. I've seen it. I haven't seen it with Pacheco. I gotta see it. It's a an offense where they sometimes score a lot of points and otherwise suck. Is that good? What do I always start like? What's up? I'm not doing that anymore. I hate that. I hate that start. What's up, TikTok? Why do I do that? It's so weird. Hey, we're about to go live. On the waiver wired show. That's right. I got my headphones on. I'm gonna I'm gonna sound out the air guitar. I know it should be uh, it should be Queen. We get it. We got uh, a little Freddie Mercury shirt on. But uh, we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do uh, Thunderstruck. We're gonna do Thunderstruck. But but ACDC. We'll see how it goes. You know uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna find out together if it's any good. <laughs> it's gonna be bad. It's gonna sound terrible. Mm 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 mm. We're Virginia Tech. Don't you dare call us a mid-major program 